0: This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bare Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to barefruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 33. Adam, made the episode 33. Yeah! yeah, It's I'm, lit! It is,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it's lit 33 times.
0: We out here. I am yeah. your host Octavius A. Newman, I am the creator of Fruit, and I am here with the guy you just heard me talking to. My co-host Adam Jamboree Tateris.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, Jamboree. I'm a Jamboree. I'm a. I'm a. That's a kids store. It's like a, a child's uh, clothing store, is it not? Something like that. I think it's Jamboree. That's probably not the literal definition of Jamboree. That's just. That's what it makes me think of.
0: That's what that. That's what you feel, but it actually, is it, it? The definition, according to what the Googles have just told me, a large celebration or party, typically. A lavish, lavish and boisterous one. I am a
1: lavish and boisterous one. So this
0: could be comic book jamboree, actually. Hey, yeah,
1: yeah. That's something that Andrew W.K. can get into, that party lifestyle. Yeah, or we could just have
0: comic book jamborees in real life, like live meetups. How about that?
1: Yeah. I like a comic book Jamboree. Jam- yeah. Jam- I can't even say it correctly. All it I can out. think about is that when I was a kid, I would be in the shopping mall and next to KB Toys was Jamboree. Jamboree was for little kids. And KB was for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I think of. Because I'm, I'm a big kid now. I'm a big kid now. Exactly. It was yeah. like wood. Bl- everything at Jamboree was made out of wood blocks.
0: Ain't but so much we can do with these blocks, mom. <laughs> no. I mean, stop taking me in here. I've been had blocks, mom. Right. Look. I want points of articulation now. Come on. We got to get these action figures. Take me on into KB Toys. Yeah. Let's go to Toys R Us. You know, let's go ahead and get in there and let me get some of these action figures. Stop been, playing
1: around with me. What am do I doing? do didn't have train sets, mom. Come on, man. Oh, my God. The time for train sets is over. It's past. The time for train sets is over. The time for comic book junto. Is now... That's right. How are you feeling, my friend? Good. Episode
0: 33. Correction, we said that last episode was our 40th episode. Correction, that was our 41st episode. That's right, 41. This is now our 42nd episode. We have done 42 episodes of comic book Junto Jamboree Jones.
1: See, my parents said, what are you going to do with your life? That's Mm -hmm. so great. This is it. This is it. Gang, gang, it's (laughs) lit. Gang, gang, it's lit. (laughs) 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 We have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Before we get into it, you want to shout out Bear Fruit. Yeah. This
0: podcast is brought to you by Bear Fruit. Bear Fruit is a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand, which you can learn more about by going to barefruit.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can check out our store. Check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle. You can check out the merchandise that we're putting out on a regular basis. Grab some stuff. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys like that kind of stuff. I uh, hope you guys like the new merch that I'm putting out on a regular basis. I got more stuff coming. It's about to start getting cool outside, so we're gonna have some some you know God, fall fall merch.
1: Yeah, transition anything. I I I need this weather to change. Yeah, I need the climate to to no chill no chill okay this summer has no chill yeah we
0: were Mm -hmm. standing outside today we happened to go to comic book book store together brave new worlds on Mm -hmm. second in in our old city Mm -hmm. and we were standing outside talking adam literally said i have to get out of this heat this is too much i I hear i hear everything you're saying (laughs) this has to stop (laughs) so yeah um i hear you guys responding via twitter thank you for talking to us um saying that you guys would be into Comic Book Junto merch. So I keeping that stuff in mind. And of course, anything that we make would be the same, um, have the same quality and care put into it that I would put into anything that we've made for bear Fruit. So if you, have an, if you want to get a kind of a grasp of the quality level of the merch that would be uh, associated with Comic Book Junto, just go to BareFruit.com and check out the store and you can kind of see what kind of stuff we got going on. Also... Um, Follow BareFruit on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all the same thing, at b
1: 3 R U I T. Oh, and so many people on Twitter, by the way, helping us out with hashtag mm. CBJ. Thank you. For NYCC. Thank you. Thank you. We see you. Thank you. We see you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: that that is dope as hell. So, so listen, you guys are listening to this as early as the 11th, Thursday the 11th. So, if we haven't heard... By the time you're hearing this, the the date that we're supposed to hear back according to New York Comic Con's website is tomorrow, is Friday, is, is Friday the 12th. Yeah. Now, if you have New York Comic Con tickets and you've purchased them, remember, you have to connect them to a fan verified account. If you're listening to this right now and you have tickets that are not connected to a fan verified account, you're about to lose them. I'm going to snatch them up. (laughs) You're about to lose them. I'm just just reminding you. Make sure you connect it to a fan verified account or they're going to take those tickets and refund your money. All right. Um, And on some real stuff, if you got a Saturday ticket you're trying to get rid of, we're trying to get one for Adam. So hit us up comicbookjunto at barefoot.com or at comicbookjunto or at adam tedderis or octavius a newman
1: and i'm let me just refresh my inbox here and nope nothing from comic con okay it's a, it's it's incoming you know i yeah. know it's on its way yeah. i know we're getting some 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 rapport some reconnaissance hopefully from the powers that be yeah I feel it in my bones mm-hmm. but uh shouts to everybody who used the hashtag cbj for nycc yeah we see you that means a lot keep it up
0: yes very very kind of you and if you're listening and if you haven't done that at ny underscore comic underscore com con let them know that you want them to bring the comic book junto panel to new york comic con
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know let them know that use the hashtag cbj the number four nycc Mm -hmm. all right
1: Uh, we have much to get into Today. So let's dive in. Yeah. Uh comic news. We're just gonna kick off Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. We got a, we have a Suicide Squad rundown. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about on Suicide Squad. Seems like everyone is talking about this movie mm-hmm. and no one can agree. Mm-hmm. It is it is one of the more divisive movies I can think of. I, I was talking to the, the guy who delivers packages to Indy Hall today. Mm-hmm. His name is Andrew. Andrew, thanks so much for listening. I know you, you're busy. You're thanks busy, for the man. the five
0: stars and a positive comment, though. Thank you for making time for that. Appreciate you. And if you're listening and you haven't given us uh, a review on iTunes yet, go ahead and give us five stars and a positive comment so we mm-hmm. can get this podcast, share with other folks.
1: Yeah, and rate us on Rotten Tomatoes, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Just get right. us out there. Right. Uh, but I'm talking to Andrew, and he says, did you see Suicide Squad yet? And I said, no, I haven't had the chance. Mm. And he says, well, I loved it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I've, I've been hearing the, the craziest things about it. Yeah. And he says, well, look, if you don't like it, it's because you're a hipster. Yeah. And I was like, is that <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Thanks for clearing that up for us. Yeah. So I, I, I looked down at my like tight-fitting and apparel, like, and I said, is, you is, know
0: what? Is he talking about me? You're right.
1: <laughs> is, is <laughs> right. I can't refute that. So, okay.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. Adam hasn't seen it. Once Adam, I'm getting sees it, there.
1: I'm I'm doing work. Once Adam sees it, you will have a one shot
0: coming your way.
1: So That's right. Stay tuned. Uh huh. But on the topic Suicide Squad, it seems like it is doing all right. Mm-hmm. Like it, regardless of opinions, yeah, money wise, it's it's raking it in. Uh, it pulled in thirteen point one million dollars. At the Monday box office, so I guess that is accumulative since it came out. That's the, the first weekend, opening weekend.
0: Yeah, everybody who's a part of geek culture, everybody who's a part of pop culture is going to go see this movie. Yeah. You know, this is, this is the movie that's out right now, and that's the movie that everyone's talking about. All the YouTubers are doing reviews. Yeah. All the websites are discussing it, so um, it makes sense that it's really popular. Now, whether people like the movie or not... You know, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll
1: tell you who does not like the movie. Who's that? D. Anford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, it D or Die? D. D. I. E. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Afrikaans. They're down in Cape Town, mm-hmm. I believe. Are they in Cape Town or are they in I Johannesburg? No, I don't really bang with them. Like South that. Africa. Okay. okay. I saw D. Anford um, last year, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. VIP at the the Electric Factory. Okay. I like them. Yeah, but they say David Ayer. Uh, the director of Suicide Squad mm-hmm. ripped them off, ripped off their style. Yeah, I heard about that. And I I see some of the comparisons between Joker and the way the tattoos are done, mm-hmm. uh, between Ninja, one of the rappers in D'Amvord, and, you know, the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. I see some of the stylistic things, like the backdrop, the, the graffiti and, and artwork behind Harley Quinn. Yeah. And some photo shoots uh, between Yolandi and Ninja. I see a little bit of that. They're claiming... That they that uh, Suicide Squad and David Ayer is jocking their style. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's that literal. I think like inspiration, inspiration inspired. and influence. I see that, but I don't know. I, the, the other part of this too is Diane Word is kind of like performance art ish. Yeah, see, I don't the thing about Diane Ward that I've seen is like, are you guys serious?
0: Like I can't I, don't I can't know. tell. I don't know. You know, because what was that movie with the robots? Chappy. Chappy. Yeah. The, Die Antwerp seemed like they were just being Die Antwerp Yeah. And Chappy. But the, so it's like, are you guys playing yourself? Yeah. Or are you guys playing the same character you play in public? I, and, and that's not really for me to decide because I don't know. I don't know yeah. their personalities. Yeah. But I just know when I see them, I'm just like, huh, this is an interesting spectacle.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because their characters, Yolandi and Ninja, I mean, like, that's. Those are characters and they make music, but the real people behind those personas, I suspect they're different, but I don't know. I, I don't really know how deep mm-hmm. they're into that thing how much they buy into that thing or what, but I enjoy their music. I think they got a lot of problematic stuff and there's all kinds of other things to talk about when it comes to them, but I enjoy their music. I like their really weird aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I, I think you freaky. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I just don't see it. I think, they're, I think they will insert themselves into media at any opportunity. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I don't blame that. I don't blame that. Well, I'll tell
0: you this, and it's, it's probably because I don't really check for Diane word like that. When I look at Jared Leto playing the Joker, when I look at Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn, I don't yeah. think Diane word. But yeah, yeah, sure. when you point out Diane yeah, it goes, oh... Oh, now that you mention it, and I now that I look at it, it's like okay, yes. I see that. But the other thing is, Harley Quinn's
1: looked like Harley Quinn for longer. You know I what think I'm it's saying? just about the tattoos, you know, the Joker tattoos. Oh, okay. the, the the much maligned Joker tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's like the stuff on his face and on his body. Yeah, the way he wears a trench coat. I don't know. Certain poses and photographs seem mm-hmm. similar. I, I'm we'll, not spending we'll, my time we'll, there. We'll get more into it. I'm not be, they're not the only people who dislike it. Yeah. Though. Check this story out, Internet. So there's
0: a guy, right, who is suing Warner Brothers in D.C. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. He's suing them because he
1: feels like he didn't get what they advertised to him. Yeah. Specifically. He didn't get the Joker scenes yeah. that he was promised. Yeah. The Joker scenes that were prominently featured in a lot of the trailers. And in fairness, there are a lot of people who are reportedly surprised by the lack of Joker in Suicide Squad. mm mm-hmm. And given the way they've advertised it and the amount of time they spent with Jared Leto and the behind the scenes stuff and talking about his character, it is surprising to find out that he's not in the movie so much.
0: But listen to this. (laughs) Listen to this this guy. Listen to what this guy actually wrote, right? Okay, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you're one of the people who are like Blackout Congregation, I don't want to know nothing about nothing about nothing. I haven't seen the movie. Well, fast forward. Um, but if you don't mind hearing this story, then listen up. Here's what he says. Suicide squad trailers showcased several specific Joker scenes that I had to pay for the whole movie just so that I can watch just so that I can go watch those specific scenes that WBDC had advertised in the trailers and TV spots. Um, None of these scenes were in the movie. I drove 300 miles to London. What? Yeah, I'm, I drove 300 miles to London to go watch these specific scenes they had explicitly advertised on their TV ads and they didn't show them to me.
1: Yeah. What? I mean, I'm, why are you driving 300 miles? I don't. To go see a movie. He's from Scotland. He goes on to say he, he, he's from Scotland. He drove from Scotland to London. I do not understand that. I feel like that is maybe a bad reason to visit London. I'd be like. Bah. What? I don't know. The, the, the title, this was all in a Reddit post. Mm-hmm. And the, the name of this Reddit post is gold. It, this is the, the, the subject of the Reddit post. My brother, in parentheses, who is a lawyer, mm. and mm. I are going to sue WB and DC for false advertising, mm. misleading visual images, and gaining a profit from us and millions others, million others, due to these acts. Our case has been accepted. We begin 11 16 And he goes on to compare movie trailers to advertisements of a McDonald's menu. Which, okay, like, I kind of see that. You know, you, you go to McDonald's and they show you the burger. I'm like, yo, let me get that quarter pounder. That's, look at that. Golden mm-hmm. bun. Mm-hmm. Perfect crisp lettuce. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. And when it comes out, it looks like somebody like smashed it, gave it the people's elbow, ran it over with a car. Well, that's what you get for watching all them trails to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I'm cute. oh, see, here we, you are saying what I keep telling if you, y'all. You didn't watch these trailers. This one—that's why happened. I
0: keep telling y'all. You know, you keep watching all these trailers. You go in here with
1: these expectations, and you get let down. This is not the first time this sort of thing has happened, though. When Fantastic Four came out, the the most recent Fantastic Four, there was a lot of footage in the trailers of Thing doing stuff, like being right. dropped from sure. a plane and sure. going smashing stuff. Yeah, none of that made it to the flick. Yeah. None of that made it to Mm -hmm. the flick. And apparently Jared Leto was even surprised how little of his performance is in the movie. Mm. So there's some interesting aspects of this, but y'all, Suicide Squad fans, with the Rotten Tomatoes petition, and now the, the, the court... Case... I can't help but feel like this
0: is a case of entitlement. Like, I, mean, I understand your frustration, but for you to go as far as saying that you're going to sue them because... I think it's a joke. It's got to be a joke. I don't... Th- it, it has to be. Adam, you're thinking like someone who's got some sense. Okay? <laughs> the world is not full of people who only have sense. The, the world's also occupied by people who ain't got no sense. obvious. Right, ain't got no sense. Listen to this. This okay. is the
1: beginning of the, the Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. Movie trailers are like food menus. Okay. Well, talk to me. They give you a preview of what you're going to get. Uh-huh. If you look at a McDonald's menu and you choose to get your favorite burger. Right. Presented or showcased in a nice picture with pickles. Right, right. Chicken. First of all, chicken? Favorite burger? Keep going. It lost me. Walk in it. Mild cheese, mm. your favorite. In Wait a fact. minute, mild cheese? I don't know. Okay. That's the only reason you're getting this burger, come because on. you love mild cheese. Uh-huh, come on cheese. now. Come on now. So use your hard-worked money to pay for this burger. That's right. You get the burger. Uh. But only to find out that this isn't the burger you ordered. Mm. Yes, it That's has not pickles right. We can't do that. And chicken. Tell mm. me more about this chicken. I don't understand. Go on. But it doesn't... Have mild Ooh. cheese. Ooh. It has regular cheese. Oh, so look—if you needed to understand this case and where this person is coming from, it's there about it is. that he cheese. Just, he just laid it it's out. It's about the cheddar. I want to know a lot about the mild cheese. You got to tell me more about this chicken on your burger. What's this about? I don't know.
0: Maybe there's a misunderstanding to begin with, because you went in looking for a burger. That had chicken. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's the, maybe this, the problem happened a little earlier. Let's start talking about the definition of what a burger is. Yes.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Let's right. begin there. I feel like we need to take a hearty step backward.
0: You know, did yeah. they advertise the
1: chicken burger or a chicken patty? I don't know. And what is a burger? Yeah. You know? But and by no, the sir- way, there was no Joker in this burger. I thought, I knew I was going to get Joker in this burger. There's no Joker.
0: But there's a real conversation to be had, I guess. This is just a funny way of going about it. I guess about what are you entitled to when you go to the movies? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. What is it that you're actually paying for? Because there's there's a level where, whether you agree with it or not, He's got a point. Yes. You know, he's got a point. All jokes aside, you told me... All jokers aside. All jokers aside, out of the deck. You told me this visually. Yeah. You told me this through the trailer. You told me this through the story. There was a nonverbal communication, but there 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 was an implication that was given to me. Yeah. And I said, I want that. Yeah. I got here and I said, oh... Oh, I thought this was something else. Well, I want my money back. Yeah, you know what I mean. And do it, like, like, do you think there's a case there?
1: No, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm. Who in their right mind would actually pursue this? Spend time and money and effort on this? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's some sort of injustice, I guess. But let's stay relative here. Like. Uh, Can't you just walk out of that theater and say, that was whack and not what I wanted Mm -hmm. and just leave it there? Yeah. Okay. Here's another piece that he wrote. I waste a lot of money
0: paying and traveling to go watch this movie because of these specific scenes they had advertised to me. And all of us saying, hey, check out the preview. This will be in the movie. Come watch it on the 5th. All lies, he explained before continuing. Now I'm taking this to court. I want a refund, the trauma of being embarrassed as I was being kicked out and people laughing at me for uh-huh. wanting my refund. And also the 160 pounds of fuel money I used to drive to London from Scotland. Ugh. See, see, see <laughs> see see. <laughs> you went in there and you act like you had no home training, is what you did. Yeah. You went in there, you made a scene, and now you want to sue them because you were embarrassed. That's the part where you lost me. You know what I'm saying? If you're like, yeah. yo, man, I want to reef I think you have a like a legitimate beef, which maybe culturally we could argue with, like, because this is a cultural norm conversation. Now. Yes. Like yeah. at what point do you go, hey, I just want my money back? And then the manager goes, Do quote, you know, do what's right for the customer, which is su- super ambiguous. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the manager or the customer service person goes, "Okay, we want you to be a return customer. We'll give you your money back. It's no big deal. We're going to make a bazillion dollars off of this movie. Giving one person their money back is not an issue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. At yeah. what point can you actually go? I, I'm not. I wasn't satisfied with that. You know, I don't know. I just think." But when we go to suing because of and that's just it, you, you can't. I'm suing because of trauma of being embarrassed as I was being kicked out and people laughing at me. That's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, you made a scene and you got embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Warner Brothers in DC and Jared Leto have nothing to do with your your ability and your social skills in a in a situation of conflict. That's yeah. not that's not on me. That's right. You know what I mean. Now, right. if you want your money back because you are no, you weren't satisfied. Now we're having a real conversation. When you start cussing and screaming and hollering, I'm not saying that happened, but apparently you had to be kicked out. Yeah. So, you know, there was something that someone made a decision and said, this guy's got to go. And from working in retail... You and I have both <laughs> had yes, experiences. Dear. Conflict resolution. Where it's like, you need to leave, sir or ma'am. Let me
1: just go ahead and triage this right now. Get out. Triage is the word that we would use oftentimes. Let me just... I, I understand your complaints. I feel you. I understand. Let me just go ahead and triage this for you. Right imagine now.
0: you walk into the technology store. Right? I just
1: want to make sure that you get the chicken <laughs> on this burger right. that you asked for.
0: Um, Internet, imagine you walk into the technology store yeah, and... You want an appointment, and that appointment's not ready when you think it should be ready. That's, that's right. You know? And then you make a scene. They ask you to leave. Can you sue the technology store for your embarrassment? Uh, I don't know. I don't
1: think so. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, look. More Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay? Can we, can we talk for a second about Purple Lamborghini? Tell me more, because I ain't seen it. Okay, Purple Lamborghini is a single... A single, A single from the Suicide Squad soundtrack, mm-hmm. Rick Ross and Skrillex. Huh. Okay. Oh, uh two two things. First of all, um as soon as you say Rick Ross and Skrillex, you know like for me, those those two elements, those ingredients, mm-hmm. I think I don't want to eat this. No. I don't want to consume this.
0: I don't want to eat Rick
1: Ross and Skrillex. No, either. I'm just
0: saying. I'm like, yeah, not, see, I'm not interested in consuming Rick Ross or do, Skrillex
1: or them together or separately. Don't twist this. <laughs> I'm saying I see what you're serving up, and these these primary constituent ingredients, I'm not interested. Got you. I'm not interested. Uh, and the second thing, this song is trash. Okay. I, I
0: haven't listened to it all the way through, so I can't, a, I can't have I can't have an opinion it's yet. A bad
1: song, but I running, heard it, but I I wasn't listening to it. You know sure. what I mean? It's
0: like as a part of the movie. I didn't really like. That's it. the best way to listen to it, actually.
1: Got is you. to just like have it on, just not like really hear it. It's I'm saying this from from my personal experience, listeners. If you like this song, I'm not. This is not me saying you're wrong. I'm I'm just saying, I do not care for this track. And the music video for this song is outrageous. And the Joker is in it. Jared Leto, as the Joker, is mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. He's in a, a, a tux, on a yacht, on a speedboat, uh-huh. at a crime scene. Getting a check. Looking weird. Looking kind of awkward, too. Everything about this just not good. Everything about this is not good. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking, this is... This is a part of the marketing structure. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. This is it. This is Suicide Squad. Song is whack. This. this video is whack. Oh. ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have to say about that. If, if you haven't seen it, you should, you should see it. You should look it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Look for Rick Ross Grillex mm-hmm. Purple Lamborghini. I can't. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Hey. No. Well... Moving on from whatever apparently. happened to Kiss from a Rose, like give me some seal. Give you, me want, some, you want like, to go back to that? Yeah, huh? yeah, let's go back to that. was DC. That was okay. a DC right. soundtrack. You want to go
0: back to the Prince soundtrack for the bat for
1: the for <laughs> yeah, for yeah man. Give me the Batman. Yeah, everybody do the Batman,
0: right? No, amazing, amazing videos where Prince is Prince,
1: Batman, and the Joker. All yeah, at in once. my day, okay. Maybe. Tell us about your day, like in my day, DC motion picture soundtracks. Quality, mm. quality stuff. I still listen to Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, yeah, baby. Let Let it be out. Be Let it out. Kiss from a Rose. I know all the Ooh, words. Apparently, I got them all. Yeah. I can't sing a Skrillex yeah. song. There's no singing. Yeah, you can. In- wow, woo, 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 woo. that's it. Excellent. Now that's I, what the words I are. To look you you got them up. I had to look that up on Genius. Rap
0: Genius. Yeah, they <laughs> gave you the words. <laughs> What's, what are Skrillex uh, lyrics on Purple Lamborghini? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Take an opportunity to watch it. Uh, you know, just sit down and enjoy yourself. Have some fun with Purple Lamborghini.
0: Yeah. Let's transition a little bit into D.C. Word on the street, word on road is that we have a Man of Steel sequel coming up.
1: Yay! Now, you weren't happy about (laughs) The Last Man of Steel. (laughs) No, I did not care for the first one. You weren't happy about Batman v. Superman. That's true, because I thought it was kind of fitting the same style guy. You're
0: not excited about going to see Suicide Squad. I
1: I am excited to see Suicide Squad because I think it looks different. Okay. I think it looks different. I like... Killer Croc. I like the bad guy angle. We're going to talk about... I just want Will Smith. I just want a bad boy movie.
0: I am excited to talk about <laughs> all of those things. Because I have thoughts. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts about this movie. Yeah. But I know you're excited about Wonder Woman. Yes. At very, extent, are very. You, are you excited about Justice League? Yeah, yeah. I could get into that. Not really. You heard him, Adam. <laughs> He's not really into it. <laughs> you, you, you heard him, internet.
1: I'm, 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 I have...
0: I have questions.
1: I have questions. It's right. it's Zack Snyder, so you know how I am with Zack Snyder. You love it. I eat it up for breakfast. Right, like Skrillex and Rick Ross. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's a balanced breakfast. I love
0: it like I love Skrillex and Rick Ross on Purple Lamborghini. <laughs> so that gives you, you know, the context of how Adam feels about this. <laughs> so, looking at Man of Steel as a sequel,
1: what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts. I really like... Henry Cavill as Superman, Mm -hmm. I just think he looks good and I keep wanting to give him opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like I want to keep giving you chances to blow me away to show me that this this was was a good thing. He he did not deliver for me in Batman v Superman or the original Man of Steel. So when I think of Man of Steel 2 or whatever the sequel might be, I think, okay, I'm going to give you this shot. I'm giving you this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Show me something good. Show me something new. And I want that to take place. I, I have hope because I love that character. Yeah. I have hope. What I know is Zack Snyder movies, if this is going to be done by Zack Snyder, we do not even Cause know. Because we that. don't know. We don't know that. Might go in a different direction. We don't know if it's even happening in 2018, 2019, when it's going to happen. Uh, I would love a new take on the character. We can keep the continuity and just kind of wrestle with some of that stuff, like the destruction of Metropolis, some of that deep. I don't want the DBZ feeling like that Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. feeling yeah. that yeah. we had in the first one. Yeah. So I, I, I'm ready for a sequel because I don't want the characters' movies. I don't want Superman movies to be bad forever. Yeah. I want this to I don't to think come that back. they were bad to me, though. For Man of Steel? Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, yeah, no? I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about the sequel?
0: Um, I'm interested for sure. I want to see what happens. Um, I am more discouraged about where we're going as a universe, DC. DC universe. That, that, I'm not like Zack Snyder as a director and blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of like, what are we doing? Because I feel like with Marvel, I have a very, like, you know, when I'm driving, Mm -hmm let's say I'm driving a car and I'm with some people who are giving me directions and I go, where am I going? They go straight. And I'm like, you didn't say anything. That, 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 does not that help doesn't me. help me.
1: That does not help. Well,
0: well, but where, where am I straight to what? Well, just keep going straight. And it's like, but you know what? I, you what, know what I, I love. You're not, not saying so with 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. down to Marvel TV down to Marvel Netflix. It's kind of like go down three blocks, make a left. You're going to see a Starbucks. Do, you know what I mean? You know exactly <laughs> where we're going, and you don't know what's going to be on each stop, but there's a very clear path Sure. because they've done a good job to create the universe, create the storytelling. And you recognize the kind of storytelling. Yeah. With DC, everything's new. Everything's random. We have no, like, and we haven't built any relational capital with this, with, with, with DC. Yeah. There's a lot of relational capital that Marvel has to the point where Marvel goes, we're going to do Silver Surfer. You I'd go, trust yes.
1: Me. I, trust me. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah.
0: We're going to do you know, blah, blah, blah. Ego, the living planet's going to have his own movie. I have no clue what that's going to be about, but I'm in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go, DC is going to do Superman number two. Superman. Yeah. The no, Arguably number one or two. You're like, I don't know. That yeah. goes to show you, like, uh-huh. you don't, tr- you don't, Young Metro doesn't trust. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. You know what I mean? And you know what? It has everything to do with uh, the the proof of product and caliber, like the caliber of caliber, caliber, the caliber of Marvel movies has been proven to Mm -hmm. us. We we see and they've it. taken
0: the time to build
1: it. They and then when didn't they assume anything, when they separate from the the primary path, when they give you something like Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, oh, ooh, we don't know okay. anything about these characters. I but like this. Looks fun. This this was like a nice diversion. I appreciate this. Uh, whereas with Ant Man, nobody knew what the heck an Ant Man was. Well, we
0: <laughs> knew, but you know, the regular pop culture <laughs> community
1: was like, what's an Ant Man? You know, and you know. It's amazing too because that, that was the original slogan for the movie. Nobody knew what the heck an Ant Man is. That was, the original, that was the original slogan. Yeah. What's an Ant-Man? Don't nobody know what an Ant-Man is. Come see it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Word. I, yeah, but, but the thing that I like about DC, what I love about DC Universe is at any point in time, I swear to you, they can just hit that button, boop now we're in Earth 2. Scrap all that. Everything you know. Everything you know. Yeah, just don't- Fresh reset. So I'm excited oh, for- Oh, damn. We just got rebirthed. Dang! What is the rebirth? I was just getting how comfortable. Do you e- how do you even... Yeah. How do you get birthed again? Yeah. Sorry, we are doing a Man of Steel 2, but it's it's not a direct sequel. It's actually Man of Steel Earth 2. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: I, I, and I can't... I'm trying to reserve, like, speaking on Suicide Squad. Yeah. And when we talk about Sui- Suicide Squad in our one-shot, I think even all the more I'll be able to kind of flesh out where I stand. Yeah. Um, however, I think if you're making a real real comparison it's like it's like for example someone who cooks and you're like who's cooking Mm. such and such is cooking you'd be like ah sometimes it's good sometimes well what 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 you making yeah yeah, right Uh, i
1: mean i don't know last time
0: he was behind the grill i got
1: food poisoning
0: yeah it's like what is he making yeah well oh he and then you'll go oh he can make that yeah well, who, who making the potato salad? Oh, no, they can't make... No, no, no. no they they, no, they, they no, can't no, make the potato them. salad. I don't trust them. They can't make the potato salad. Yeah. But with Marvel, it's like, y'all want to go eat at such and such's house? Yes. What's mm-hmm. it making? Doesn't, d- doesn't matter. It doesn't... Yeah. Whatever they make, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I don't care if they record. make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's going to be an amazing peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I just trust their pedigree. I trust their track record. And even if it's not as good, yeah, it's... They have so much money in the bank that it's like, absolutely.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes a misstep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I think about that. I feel you. Uh, And speaking of which, speaking of being excited about, you know, Marvel, we have seen something that has really, really made me excited. Oh, yes. We have got more Luke Cage information. Yes. We got the Luke Cage poster. Yes. Which is a black dark skinned man with a t-shirt with bullet holes in it,
1: mm-hmm. arms folded. like It's it's a powerful image. Now what? It's a powerful image. I think the fact that they put the bullet holes in there, of course, to illustrate that he is Luke Cage in like invulnerable skin, that, yeah. that sort of thing. But at the same time, right now, 2016, yeah. you put this man looking tough and like, you're shooting at me. He doesn't do I, anything. Don't do nothing. That's strong. Yeah. The director of the series
0: said, I think, the world needs to see a bulletproof black man. Yes. I gotta tell you, man, at this stage in my life, there are a lot of things that almost move me to tears mm. on a regular basis, which haven't moved me in the past. But he, I, I don't even, that, like, that touched me so much. Yeah. And I didn't even expect it to. He's like, the world needs to see a bulletproof black man. And as a black man, it just, like, almost moved me to tears. It's kind of like, I didn't even know
1: how much that would, would affect me. Like you didn't even realize how powerful that would Yeah, be. Just Yeah. To,
0: just to say those words. It's like to be able to, when we see all of this death, we see these men of color and women of color and people of color being gunned down in the streets and they're not being really any, justice or any repercussions happening. Yeah. Seeing people trying to do the right thing and still being gunned down. To see someone who represents even a, even in a show we haven't watched yet. Yeah. See someone who's represented as you can't gun me down. Yeah. You can't mow me over. You can't just push me over. It's just like the, without the story, the, the imagery yeah. is powerful. And That's just, just, that
1: is just the poster,
0: yeah, uh, we haven't even bitten into the trailer, yeah, which I haven't watched. Black Blackout congregation,
1: you you have not seen the trailer, not no. not at all. I I was tempted to, yeah, but you know I ain't messing with it. It's amazing, and more than anything else, more than the visuals, it's the music. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of talk about the it being scored with uh by uh, Ali Shahid mm-hmm. and Adrian Young mm-hmm. and. The music backs it up. Music seems to play a really big part. We've yeah. talked about the, 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 the correlation uh, and significance of music to this show. And the music yeah. is amazing. There's Isaac Hayes is back there. There's a uh, Run the Jewels remix on a, a Mike Snow song. Mm. It works great. It feels great. It's really exciting. The visuals look great. We, we get a peek at Luke Cage's old school armor the uh, the like gauntlets on his wrists and he's got the like tiara on his head, like that old school John. Yeah. Uh, when he had a fro like popping yeah, out yeah, of his yeah. like silver tiara. Yeah. Uh, we got a peek at that. And I'm, I'm very, very excited for this, but I have to say something. Mike Coulter. I don't think he's a very good actor. Hmm. I Or he's given lines that just sound chunky. And I'm, I'm so excited for this movie, but when he's reciting, when he's like reciting some of these lines, he says like, "I was in a fish tank." I'm like, okay, <laughs> give, give, me, give me that one more time with some emotion. Uh-huh. So give me that one more time. Just give me give me a second cut of that. You're saying just he's like just like sometimes coming, he's just coming across dry. Like he's just kind of like delivery is flat. Yeah, he just kind of like yeah, it's flat delivery. Just a one liner like blah. Mm. Ah, there's so many beats you're surrounded by so much so much and then i'm waiting for you to say something he reminds me of uh well he he played a video game character in halo 5 okay he was in halo 5 basically as as himself Mm -hmm. except as a spartan going toe-to-toe with the master chief okay i don't know if you've played halo i haven't played halo in years so mike coulter is in halo 5 he is sergeant Locke. And he is hunting down the Master Chief. And the lines are just real blocky. It's just real clumsy. And I thought in the context of this TV show, maybe he more to work with. And I'm sure he does. But these are just the one-liners that they put into the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm so hype. And then I'm waiting for him to say something. And I'm just like, hmm. 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 Well, so we'll see. September 30th. I didn't have a problem with it at all in... What's the... Uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Jessica Jones. So, I don't know. But it's something that I don't think I've heard other people point out. I wonder if I'm the only person who thinks it. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't even matter. Probably does not even matter. The one thing I'm interested
0: in seeing is action. Because oh, yeah. I will tell you... He hates doors. Hates <laughs> doors, hates walls. I'm very excited about Iron Fist. I'm, excuse me. I'm very excited about Luke Cage. I'm very excited to see this movie come to life. Um, TV show. I mean, this TV show come to life. I'm I'm very excited to binge it. I'm excited for us to talk about it. Adam, just saying right now, this is something that I want us to discuss on Kampucheunto in some way, shape, or form. Um, And one of the, one of the things I'm interested in seeing how they develop is action scenes because that left something to be desired for me when it came
1: to Jessica Jessica Jones, Jones had some pretty chunky action. his fight yeah.
0: scenes were
1: very like you know stiff yeah he's just moved very like it, the choreography rigid. choreography was not Much to look at. And And when we had Daredevil? Yeah, when we had Daredevil as as something to to compare it to immediately, directly, um, we didn't get the hallway scene. yeah. And one of the
0: things that uh, my friend pointed out to me, Kenny, um, he said, we have to remember Luke Cage is impenetrable skin. Yeah. He doesn't have to. So he would fight differently. His style is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, no doubt. His style, you know, you don't have to jump and flip and throw and all that kind of stuff. You can rip a car door off.
1: No, and he doesn't know? have to do martial arts. It still has to be interesting. Yeah. You know, I still want to be entertained by seeing it. So that's, that's what I want. I want to make sure. It just seems
0: like everything is, you know, from, from Jessica Jones was slow and, you know, it just, you know what I mean. It was yeah. just like kind of boring. It was lumbering. That's the word. It was lumbering. He was a, he was a lumbering kind of fighter. He moved yeah. very slow, very intentional. Everything was like an eye roll and a ugh. Like this is i I'm annoyed by this. And that's yeah. and that's that's cute once, but. I want to see you knuckle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I Raise want to see you. I want to see you rumble. You're like I, I'm. This is this is freaking power, man. I want to see you rumble with somebody. I don't want to see you like walk slow and yeah. then everything's a slow motion movie shot from Hype Williams and you're punching a hole through the wall. My thing but we'll is, see. we got we have. I haven't watched the trailer, yeah. so you the internet might be like, didn't you watch the trailer? The my is my no. thing
1: is, and the trailer is exciting. The action looks good, but my thing is those punches, those heavy hits when you know that the dude who's getting punched is is connected to a cable and they go like, they get pulled like, whoa, and they go flying. Yeah. Like that kind of fight style, that scene, I'm like, this is just not interesting to watch because I can't see the cables. They've been digitally erased or whatever, but mm. I know it's there. It just looks not great. Doesn't look great. I think what's important here, obviously, is we, we live in a world where Luke Cage has a TV show. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Yes. And that's the bottom line. September 30th. September 30th. I'm in. Yeah. Same. Sweet Christmas.
0: Sweet I, I, I want to count. Indeed. I want
1: it like a sweet Christmas counter in the bottom. And I also wonder, is Danny Rand going to show up in the show? I can only imagine. And we, we have a first peek at Misty Night mm-hmm. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Simone Missick. She looks good. I'm really excited about that. And Rosario Dawson Palooza. So Night Nurse. Oh, really? Yeah, she's back. Night Nurses all up in this. All right. So that's the news
0: for now. Uh, we're going to get into our next segment, which is Talk Back. So Talk Back is where we answer questions that you guys send in. So you can send your questions to comic book junto at barefruit.com, or you can pose questions through Twitter using hashtag AskCBJ, and we might answer your question on the show. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week, we're going to be getting into a question from... Kenny Sparks, um, AKA Simba Sparks. Simba. All right. And he, uh, asked via Twitter, hashtag ask how much responsibility is in the hands of white actors when whitewashing occurs? Should Damon and Johansson look at a role and say, I think it would be wrong to those people to cast me as their savior. Or is there no problem with them getting this money?
1: Hmm. What do you think? I think that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly how to answer that. I I think one of the things, first of all, thank you, Simba Sparks. Appreciate for that. For bringing this in. And because this is a conversation that Octavius and I and others have been having uh in light of what what is the name of the movie? The, the Great Wall. Uh, the Great White Wall. Ma- yeah, yeah, the Great White Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, The Great White Hope. The Great White Wall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting conversation to say the least because there's so many aspects of it. But um, it, I wonder there there are certain questions that need to be asked. Like, Matt Damon, Scarlett Johansson, how. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. The guy who played whatever. Yeah. How involved are they in understanding exactly what the movie will turn out as? Mm -hmm. What the supporting cast will be doing? Right. You know, can they see the forest from the trees? Do they know exactly what this is going to look like when it's all shot and done? Do they have any say whatsoever? Maybe they have certain expectations given historical context and what they've seen before, but do they know what the marketing department's going to be like? Do they know what the trailer is going to look like? I remember we talked about ghostbusters a lot because people hated on that new ghostbusters trailer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember seeing a quote from Melissa McCarthy and Melissa McCarthy said, she was shown the trailer and said straight up, this sucks. This, this commercial for this movie that I'm in that I'm proud of. Yeah. This ain't it. Mm hmm. And they still use it. They use it anyway, regardless of her input or contribution. So, you know, how complicit are Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson, just as examples uh, in, in this question? I don't know. It's hard to say, but it makes me think I would love to hear those people speak about it. even if if by handled by whomever helps them with their press and relations, right? Their their public relations, like say something on it. Like say how you felt. If you felt weird, say something on it. If you feel like you can defend the picture or even if you're just saying, hey, look, I understand where you're coming from. Go and see the picture and then let's talk about it or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I would love to hear opinions on the subject. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear opinions on the subject. This scenario... With The Great Wall, we've had opinions from the director. The director of the movie has gone out and saying, I don't understand why people are so upset. Hmm. And the director is Chinese, makes a ton of really amazing Chinese movies. This movie is a Chinese-made movie. It's being basically, fundamentally funded by Chinese government. Um, so it's a really big deal. And the director comes out and says, I don't know why people are so upset. Why is everybody so upset? It's not whitewash. Matt Damon is just one dude and everybody else is Chinese. So there are a lot of interesting aspects here. And I don't know how to answer the question other than talk about what I hope for in the future, which is I want to hear from the people in the picture. That's that's all. That's a, it feels like the least I could ask for, mm-hmm. you know? What about you? Like, it's an interesting question because it asks you to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else. Well, I think the question, let me, let's go over the question again.
0: How much responsibility is in the hands of white actors when it comes to white, when, when, when whitewashing occurs? So I think that's one question to, to have to answer. And the answer is from me, I don't know. Yeah. And I would assume that the actual answer is, it
1: depends. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's context sensitive.
0: Um, I've heard people who work on movie sets go, the actors are hired help. Yeah. Doesn't really matter how they want their hair cut. Well, I like my hair. Doesn't matter how you like your haircut. Sure. Well, I think we should. doesn't matter how you think. Yeah. Yeah, At the end of the day. You signed a contract. You're here to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's other roles where it's like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And you Mm -hmm. can think about those in, you know, scenarios you've been in yourself. You've got the manager who's like, "Let's collaborate. Let's work together. Let's let's talk. Let's bounce some ideas off each other." And you got the manager who's like, "Shut up and do what you're told, or you're fired." Sure. You know what I'm saying? Different then, relationships, different power. And structures. then there are varying levels of each of those within a spectrum. So that's one question, but I yeah. think the conversation. So that's kind of like my 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 comment on on that question. Yeah. I think where this leads us to, in my mind, though, is a conversation about. What is whitewashing? Yeah. What is, what role does that play in our community? What is this white savior thing? What is that? Yeah. What role does that play in our community? Mm -hmm. What is representation? What is white privilege? What, What are these things? What are the definitions of these things? Because I think it's important that as best we can we get on the same page.
1: Yeah, and it's difficult to... And that's these hard. Are, these are big, complicated, emotional concepts. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily think they mean the same things to different people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, certain, certain varying degrees of privilege means you're, you're going to be able to see these things more immediately or differently than someone else. Like the way you, Octavius, the way that you see casting in a film is going to be pretty different from what I see. Because when I see a white guy in the film, I'm just like, well, this looks like a regular old movie to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I see a lot of black people in a film, I think, oh, hey, look at them. They're putting a lot of black people in there. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, for you, that might just be normal. Or the converse, it might just be, (laughs) well, oh, hey, I don't usually see this, so this feels special. So the way that we approach these things are really different. Well, one thing that I want to just present for
0: perspective, mm. right? Look at it like this. The world that I live in, and the world that a lot of people of color live in, is a world where whiteness is the standard. Yeah. So just try to wrap your mind around that, if you can, because you might not be able to, you know? Yeah. The standard is whiteness. White culture is the standard. White People, white skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like white methods of operation. White, like whiteness is the standard. So there's this way of looking at things. Pro- like to be proper is to speak a certain way that is associated mm-hmm. with white culture. Mm-hmm. So if you say, you "Know what I'm saying?" It's kind of like, "Well, come on, Jahim." Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you speak in a way that is professional,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, you know, like so like or even food is exotic. Yeah. So and you might be like, I don't I don't understand. It is exotic. That's what I'm trying to say to you. White is normal. It's the standard. I've made this joke before, but it's true. So it's kind of funny, but not funny. When you look at media everywhere you go. White people are in charge. They're the hero. Mm -hmm. They're the leader. And they're the majority. Mm -hmm. If you go to the jungle, the king of the jungle is white. Tarzan. If you go to the (laughs) desert, white. Mm -hmm. If you go underwater, Mm -hmm. white. If you go outer space, Matt Damon is there. (laughs) If you go to the city, if you go to the suburbs if you go and when you look at media just just take a moment watch tv the standard the, the the foundation the beginning is whiteness yeah you see what i'm saying so now as a person of color you start to even un, un, un unaware to you you start to go white is right yeah. white is the way I am abnormal. I am different. I am foreign. You know what I'm saying? And it starts to create that kind of thing where you go, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Or is my way, our way, the way we do things, well let's let's make sure that we're accepted. Let's make sure that we're proper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just don't so even like you said, man, the cast the Black Panther, all those black people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congrats. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That just proved the point. Exactly. This because is abnormal. Right. Black excellence is abnormal, even though it it isn't and it shouldn't be. But whether you're aware or you're unaware, seeing black excellence, seeing people of color who are heroes, seeing people of color who are the leading person, is it's not the norm. Yeah. So when you see... Take that all in context Context now And you look at The Great Wall Yeah First thing you think in The Great Wall Is you think China Mm -hmm. You don't think White person Mm -hmm. That's not what you think You think China Yeah And then you see Dragons and all that Kind of stuff And you see all these Asian people And then no one speaks Yeah the person who's jumping off the side of the thing and shooting stuff and blowing things away and who's visually being communicated as the hero. Yeah. Let's not play dumb. You know what the heck the trailer is telling you. Yeah. This is the hero. It's the white guy. So the, the struggle is, again, dag. Yeah.
1: The white guy's the hero again? Why is it always the white guy? You know? Yeah. And so the, the reason that I've, I brought up the director of this movie earlier is the the director of The Great Wall, which isn't out yet. So we haven't uh-huh. seen it. Uh, facts. Just putting facts out there isn't out. So we haven't seen it. But um, the director, Zhang Yimou, says... Matt Damon is not the hero. He is not the savior. He's not the person who comes in and trumps everybody else. And I want everybody to calm down and respect. This is his movie. He's the director of this movie. Whatever, right? What is due to him, I offer to him, and happy. I'm happy to. But uh, I still think that the the problem. Or part of the problem is the way that this movie is offered to us as as Americans, really. And the advertising is the beginning of the issue. But in in my opinion, the movie itself doesn't matter now because the way that it's being sold to me is already thrown up a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. And I said on our last show that I do I want to see this movie. It has basically everything I like. Mm -hmm. I like Zhang Yimou's movies. Mm -hmm. I like monster movies. I mean, like I'm, I'm into this, but then Matt Damon shows up. I'm like, why are we doing that though? Like, why are we doing that? How did you get here? And in my opinion, the way that this is packaged to me and sold to me is such a big part of the problem. It puts up so many flags for me that I think, I no longer care what this movie is about because it's now just another example of me being disappointed. And, you know, it's been offered to me as an argument. And I I appreciate this, this angle, Matt Damon and the advertising advertisement and the style that it's advertised Mm -hmm. in the United States could be a door for a lot of other people who would otherwise never check this thing out. You know, they'd be like, I'm, if this looked like a Chinese movie and I saw subtitles and actors and actresses that I'm not familiar with, I'm just not going to see that flick. Okay. So one angle potentially is Matt Damon is this door, this familiarity. Like, mm-hmm. you know who, who I am. You know what... I do. He liked you like know, my, my predigee, pedigree? Pedigree. Yeah, yeah, know what yeah. To expect from so me. come and see this, and, and maybe you'll be influenced to see some other Asian films that are similar. Maybe you'll be influenced to see some of Zhang Yimou's other films, like Hero and the next well the next Yeah, and I think that's totally legit. Sure. I, like I, I, I acknowledge that and I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. However, it's for me personally, it's really disappointing that these are the methods that we had to use, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that it's well maybe I am saying that they're wrong. See it's it's big fat complicated thing for me to deal with. But it's disappointing to me that it had to be packaged up like this. It's like pilling the dog. It's like there's some level of deception here. Mm. And it bums me out all around. And, uh, I, I don't like the idea that this is just the way that it's got to be. Yeah. And I'm, and this isn't, this isn't an argument of, uh, right and wrong. No. And this isn't an argument of, yeah, it's uh, not about morality right here. Well, kind of, kind of is. Well, I think, I think like morality is contextual to the person who perceives it. Right. Yeah. I, I think what I'm saying is, is like,
0: I, we can't jump out the window and say, this is wrong. No, necessarily, necessarily, but we can, and I think we do have cause for concern. Yeah. And that's really what it is for me. And I struggle, honestly, I can be very direct. I struggle with the idea of, well, we don't know yet. Yeah. So it's like, look, bro, I don't need to get shot. For me to be scared of the gun that you just pulled. Does that make sense? I I, I, don't, see. I don't, I don't, I don't need to actually. You you're respond.
1: You're responding to
0: signals. Yeah. yeah. And, and we can have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm triggered doesn't mean you you're, you're at fault. Yeah. But what I'm asking you to do is be empathetic yeah. and sympathetic to the fact that there's a thing happening in me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. And not, poo and hush it and sh- 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 you know what i mean or yeah. oh, oh 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 stop like because that's that is not to me it's not considerate of a real concern you know sure, what i mean sure like if i'm telling you i'm concerned if i'm telling you that this concerns me and it bothers me my expectation is not that you i agree you're right it's not what i'm expecting yeah what i am expecting is for you to at least consider what I'm saying. Like in a sense, weep with those who are weeping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, if someone's crying and you think they're crying for a, a stupid reason, you can't, it, it's probably not going to be the most loving thing to go, you know you're crying for a real stupid reason.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Even but, if you even know, like, if it is
0: stupid to you, that's probably not the most loving way to respond.
1: Uh, no, nah, and then, the, the dialogue, I think the dialogue is important for people to try to unpack. Like, yeah. h- how do I look at this? What does it mean to me? How do I feel? And why do I feel that way? A, a lot of this has to do with, We said this in a previous episode, being woke, being woke is hard, you know? Like, and for me, I think my increased awareness of social injustice is difficult and I'm not a master of it. Yeah. I'm like, and also it's new to me. I'm like, I can say straight up a couple of years ago, I might've watched this trailer and been like, this shit looks awesome. Right. I just would have seen the movie. Right. You know? But now things are a little bit different for me. I'm like, oh, Hey, hold up. I got questions about where we're headed here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to know how we got here and why. And that's just, that's just what I choose. That is how I choose to interact with media now. It's also how I choose to acknowledge my privilege. And it's also how I choose to acknowledge the fact that privilege weighs in to my decision-making, uh, the, the way that I spend my money, the way that I spend my time now there's a conversation for you and I to have in the future that I would love for you and I to have mm-hmm. that could take up maybe an entire episode and a long one right? about how me white 29 year old discovered I have privilege and decided I didn't want to ignore it. Yeah. And like also grappled with the fact that m- me realizing that I have white privilege doesn't mean that I'm dumb. Like, and I don't feel like, it's an insult. It's just something that I have to cut through. I have something slathered on my lenses of life, the way I perceive life. And I've, I'm aware of it. And now it changes the way that I behave. Yeah. And I, I try as hard as I can. I posted this on Facebook. It was an article about privilege and an analogy for mm-hmm. like what privilege is like. It was somebody who decided to start riding their bike everywhere to work and and uh to home and to wherever yeah and they're riding on roads built for cars and pr- it's described it like the privilege is 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 all of these cars can drive and have no problem because the world was built for them mm-hmm. right and they have these these kind of secret advantages that you just wouldn't know unless you were on a bike or in a vehicle that wasn't like accommodated. Yeah. Like none of this was built for me. This was built for a car and I ain't in a car and I'm in danger and I'm uh, constantly at a disadvantage and the people in cars just don't ever have to think about that yeah, because they're on the track that was built for them. Right. And I thought that was a really interesting piece, but the thing that really stood out for me is, and, and I had to get real introspective is think like when somebody tells me that I'm privileged or when somebody asks me about my privilege or reminds me of it, it that's very emotional for me. My, the first thing I want to do is being like, man, bug off. Yeah. Like step out of here with that. Mm-hmm. But then I have to realize like, okay, you're right. Like I, you're right. Yeah. And that sucks. And, the thing and it doesn't just suck for me. That sucks for you too. Yeah. And and saying someone
0: is in an, an advan, in an advantageous, and advantageous space position does not
1: equate that that person is evil, no, yeah, yeah, it is stating a fact, yeah. you know what I mean and it's well and and the thing that's difficult about it, I do believe it is stating a fact, but everyone has a different preparedness to receive that fact, and I
0: think that the the truth of the matter is a lot of that has to do with ego, a lot of it has to do
1: with. Bo, no. everything that has to do with my privilege and the us doing this show and having these conversations, every time we record, I got to grapple with my ego every time because I read Black Panther. We'll get into it later in the show. I read Black Panther and I think I have a very difficult time remembering some of these characters' names. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Hmm. Is that because I've just spent all my time with Doug and Derek and Nadine and Jill yeah. And I haven't spent any time with... Tattoo, Zinzi. Exactly. a child. And then I think, Anika. like, man, what an asshole I am. I'm not worldly. And then, ah, but why am I beating myself up? I'm not an asshole. I'm, it's all with my ego. Mm-hmm. It's all with my ego. I don't ever want to be a person who says, yes, I'm racist. But to some degree, yes. I am racist Mm -hmm. because I was built by a racist society Mm -hmm. and being woke is deciding that I am going to fight against an oppressive culture, which was the culture that raised me, nurtured me, provided for me. I've just decided that I can do better if I cut through that shit. Yeah. And that's not easy. It's not easy to operate and it's not easy to reconcile for myself. I got to deal with that. That's all on my plate. And it feels weird to complain about because like, the hell am I complaining about? And you know what? The truth of the matter is, it's it is it is
0: it is hard on both sides because I've seen a lot of times people of color use privilege as a tool to beat people to beat people with. Yeah, and it p- creates a situation where you can punch up, you can punch up as hard as you want. You can use weapons. You can shoot up. You can take an atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah. You can't say anything because you better not. Yeah. Correct me. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you're white. Yeah, I've been 500 years, and then the white person's like, uh, uh, I just wanted to. I love Black Panther. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you like Black Panther now? Yeah. Is you trying to call? You trying to tell me? Well, I just thought. I just thought T'Challa was a cool name, and I named my dog T'Challa. Oh, you are naming your dog T'Challa now? Appropriation. Appropriation. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I see that all the time. It's like so and so thought that. Corn Rose was cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cultural appropriation. It's, it's like, it's, it's so you complicated. You know what I mean? And it, it is very difficult. And I go out of my way to redirect people, you know what I'm saying? Sure. People in my community and go, my dude, we all love hip hop. You know what I'm saying? We all love hip hop. You you can't tell him that he can't wear a Wu Tang shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell him that he can't, rock, like, you know what I mean? Like, th- this is, this is ours, but it's also ours. Sure. You know what I mean? This is ours to share. And it's important that I think on both sides, we recognize that it's hard. Yeah. It is difficult. It's not easy. You know what I mean? And there are people of color who are trying their best. And there are people who are in the, the I, I, I often use um, majority or you know what I mean? Because we could be talking about all kinds of things. We could talk about men. We could be talking about straight people. We could be talking about um. Yeah, we could talk about uh. What, you know what I mean? There's so many things any marginalized that could, community. that could be the majority. Any marginalized, community. you know, it could be height. You know, and so like, it could be weight. There's all if, kinds of stuff.
1: If we're having a conversation all on the same page and, and we're defining things, you know, in the spirit of of the the topic that we're talking about now, when I think of whitewashing, I think replacing any marginalized community, anyone with a white person, right? So and, and, and whitewashing- And the idea being that
0: it's hard to fight wrestling with, ooh, that's good. You know would make it better? If somebody white was doing it. Hmm. Like that's, that's kind of how, ooh, braids are dope. You know would be even make it more popular? If a white person did it, twerking, that's, we like that. Yeah. You know what makes make it more popular? Let's have a white person do, oh, hip hop. Oh, and you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a great story. That's a great, that's an amazing story. The Great Wall, awesome. Now, if we could get a white person to lead it, and we're not arguing necessarily if it is uh, effective. We're arguing if it's appropriate. Sure. Or... Is that how we want to do things? And we can't argue success is like, now makes it okay. You know what I mean? Like, that can't be the only measurement. It's like, well, we sold all these movies. You know what I mean? We sold all these tickets. It's a success. It's like, yeah, but how about... Yeah, we could have sold...
1: Less tickets, but what's our priority here? And the, the, the other angle being, and, and something that I should point out I said, you know, it's any replacing any marginalized community or any marginalized character with a white person. Uh, I didn't mean white, I mean privileged person, right? Because privileged I, meaning, meaning, uh, you, if you were trying to tell a story about uh, the LGBTQ community uh-huh. and your main character was straight. For me, that is a form of whitewashing because what we're doing is it whitewashing? Or I'm using the word whitewashing to depict uh replacing something that is culturally appropriate with something that is privileged Mm -hmm. and I'm using air quotes, easy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there was a movie, okay, there's a movie in 2015 uh about Stonewall, like one of the 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 first. And the only LGBTQ landmark in the United States, as decreed by President Obama this year, an incredibly important bar for the gay community. And the main character in Stonewall was a straight white person. And the problem that some people in the gay, the LGBTQ community had was like, why? why would you use a straight person? And the director had said something along the lines of like... I didn't make this movie only for gay people. I also made it for straight people. And I found out that this is the easy way for straight people to get in and understand the flick. And this like, Oh, I see somebody like myself. I'll, I'll be comfortable enough to stay with that character for a little while and then be affected by the, the movie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like what, what has happened is we injected a privileged person into a story about the come up, Of people who are not privileged. Mm -hmm. So that in effect for me is whitewashing, even though in this case, it's not so much about the the color of that person's skin. Mm -hmm. It's about the standard, uh, uh, sexual orientation. Yeah. Right. So there are different flavors of the thing, but what I'm talking about when I'm talking about whitewashing is like, did we just replace a marginal person with a privileged person? Why did we do that? Got it. To, and, the, and the question, and I, I think the, here's what I
0: want to say. And I kind of want to just let this go for now. Th- this is, this is what, this is what I want to see. No. I want to see. How, how do I say this? I want to Gods see, of Egypt too. <laughs>
1: That's where you were right, going to say. Right. I
0: want to see. Right. What I, what I want, what I want is I want empathy. Hmm. That's, that's what I want more of, more of. I'm not saying it doesn't exist and I have it and you don't. I guess I'm asking for more. That's great. Let's have more of this though. You know, if someone is presenting something and going, man, I'm wrestling with this. I want you to try to meet them there yeah. and try to go tell me more. That, that's what I'm trying to encourage. Slow down. Slow down. I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. You don't have to, because it's not all about you. Sure, You know what I mean? And you getting it or not getting it, and you seeing it or not seeing it is not somehow the end of the conversation. It affecting you or not affecting you is not not like the end. You know what I mean? There's another person. There are other people out there that I want to encourage you to try to be able to tap into what they're going through. Tap into what they are feeling. Tap into where they're coming from and use that as a as a place to start building a relationship, because at the end of the day, I think we all want to be known and loved. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you 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 don't necessarily want people to obey you, you don't want nec- people to necessarily like um tell you you're right all the time, but what you want to feel is like. You hear me and you love me regardless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and you don't want it to be a situation where it's like, oh, well, that doesn't affect me. So like that, because then that person's sitting there like, you don't get me. You don't care about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What matters to me doesn't matter to you. And that just created, the, like whether you want it to or not, that can create a barrier Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you got to think if something's really important to me and I'm telling you it's important to me, I'm telling you it's affecting me. And you go, doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I don't think I want to talk to
1: you. anymore. Which generally you means, know what I, mean? I mean, that, that could be, I, I understand how that could be the problem, but it, it seems to be just kind of an easier stance to take. Like, you, I noticed that you see a problem here. I don't see a problem here. So I'm just going to carry on. <laughs>
0: and it's like, you got to think about, you got, and you know what I mean? You have, you have to, you, what I'm trying to, like I said, not have, but I'm trying to encourage, like slow down. Yeah. It's not all about you. It's not all about if you feel the pain. There are other people here. There are other people that you coexist with. You know what I'm saying? Who do feel pain. If someone's hurting, weep with those who are weeping. Mm. Rejoice with those who are rejoicing. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's had a come up, like rejoice with them. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't feel it, like try to be connected to the other people around you. And that's really what I'm trying to encourage. So when it comes to this whole privilege thing, when it comes to this whole whitewashing thing, when it comes to all this kind of stuff, like I said, try to put yourself in the shoes of a person who's like, you know, and again, I'm just using my analogy. This isn't the only one, but one of the things that I'm constantly aware of just to give you something to, to walk away with, I tell my wife all the time, it's like, everybody on TV is white. Mm-hmm. Like, like everybody.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, and that makes me feel some type of way. Now you might be white and go, looks normal to me. It's like, I didn't, I didn't ask you what it looks like to you. I'm trying to say, tap into where I'm coming from. Sure. Where I'm coming from is like, I feel like this does not represent the
1: reality and that makes me uncomfortable. And it's funny, as you say, everybody on TV is white. I'm, I'm with you. I feel you. I agree with you. I understand where you're coming from. First damn thought in my mind was like, well, what about right. first damn thought in my yeah. mind? And like you, you and I, you know me. Yeah, I do. And still programmed to say, yeah, but what about all those examples? Like as if that contributes to the conversation, mm-hmm. but it don't. It doesn't. It doesn't bring you and I closer for me to say, except for all those things that you're ignoring, right? Yeah. Like it's, it does bring us closer for me to say, I see what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to investigate that. I, I feel you. I might not even agree with you, but I still want to go down that path with you because that's not something that I would ever say to myself by myself.
0: And, and, the, and the thing is, is like, it makes, and I need to understand. And here's the other thing. I got to say this. People of color, you've got to understand the reality of the fact that your friends who aren't people of color, they might not get it. That doesn't make them devils. Yeah. That doesn't make them horrible people. They genuinely might not get it because you got to think about something. If something's not happening to you, you... It might be realistic that you're disconnected from it Yeah, So course. let's, let, you know, yeah You want to have to jam somebody up sometimes yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at other times, you gotta also got to be like Look, man, you know, there's grace for you mm-hmm. You know, try to put yourself in their shoes Because there are a lot of people who are like Trying to like, I'm trying to wrestle through this But I really don't see it mm-hmm. Like, I really don't see it today mm-hmm. I really don't get it today And if you work with them If you walk with them If you live with them If you're gracious with them Merciful with them Patient with them there might be a time where you'd be like, yo, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And that might be five years from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to think about the fact that if I had cut that person off, they'd never get there. Yeah, You know what I mean? And now that person is actually here and I was able to be a catalyst for that. That's true. That's You know true. what I'm saying? So just 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 remember, like, just because somebody doesn't see where you're coming from, people of color or, you know, people who are in the minority that doesn't somehow give you a license to thrash them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you need to get to thrashing. Sure. But it doesn't automatically let you just, you know, I'm going to go ham sandwich on them now because, yeah, they don't get me. And now that's because I, I hate
1: that license to just like destroy majority. That's it. It's, it is so much to wrestle with, but it is so worth the wrestle. Um, like we, We've talked about it before, the, the ability to create something or the ability to destroy something. I think back to secret wars and Reed Richards belief system versus Dr. Doom's belief system. We either choose to create something we choose, or we choose to destroy something. This whole system is corrupt. This all messed up. I'm going to break it all apart. I'm going to ruin everything, or I'm going to find opportunities to bridge the gap. And I'm going to work hard as hell, like a dog day in and day night, uh, day in and night, and question whether what I'm doing is worth it. But I mean, like this is, this is worth it. It's, yeah. it's to create a bridge It's to to put a bridge where one was not, because that's ultimately, I mean, through comic books, through movies, I don't care what kind of movie it is. If it's a documentary that is actually telling me a piece of history, or if it's a, uh, 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 like a martial arts science movie or whatever, science
0: fiction it doesn't or matter or to me. Like whatever.
1: all of it provides an opportunity to connect these stupid books made it so you and I, Octavius, are friends. Mm-hmm. That's like, literally, yeah, literally. that is why we are friends. That yeah. is how it happened. These books that everything, every single medium, every story told, offers an opportunity to connect with someone. Adam, I appreciate you, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you, too, you know, because, I feel really fortunate to be able to, you know, internet, you can listen in. I'm not talking to y'all right now. Like I feel, for, I really, I really feel fortunate to be able to have a conversation with you because I feel loved and I feel understood and I feel accepted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel agreed with all the time. Sure. I don't feel like you comply all the time and those are not prerequisites, but I can say that I feel loved, respected, you know what i mean and understood and that that really means a lot especially from somebody who's not like me yeah
1: you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that that is special so it's mutual it's mutual yeah. and I'm, I'm i'm happy to have an opportunity for you and i to 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 feel that way to talk to each other under those parameters uh in public you know, yeah. through, through this, through a podcast, through sharing it with other people, through, you know, when we buy Comic-Con, because that's in the works. Right. You know, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. Uh, through our live show on the 20th. I mean, like every opportunity you and I have to talk about stuff that's difficult, things that I wouldn't talk to myself about by myself, mm-hmm. is is valuable to me.
0: And also, we want to say that we're not experts. <clears throat> no. Because uh, we're... Far from a, it. A lot of what you guys here, believe it or not, this is like therapy on record. Oh, yeah. Like, we're just talking, like, we don't know. We're, you know, we're just doing our best. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, and if we come across like this, we apologize. We don't want to come across as like, we know you don't. So listen to us. Yeah. Because we are the authority. No, we're, that's we're, we're just, if anything, I hope we come across as being boldly inquisitive and transparent in public. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not as people who, like, know it all. You know, we can we believe strongly and we articulate our beliefs with conviction, but
1: we're, you know, we're trying to figure it out. The amount of stupid shit that I've said on this show disqualifies me from being uh, a knowledge master by all means. As a matter of fact, how, in fact, do you make Cool Monster? Don't know. Still trying to figure that out. You know? Krypton Siri. That's what we're trying to figure out. How I make Cool Monster. <laughs> that's our talk back. Right. So, so Simba Sparks, you that you, was long. You kicked us off on, on some kind of tangent. All right. Um, and and I'm sure we will revisit this one, but I'm I'm glad to have the opportunity now. Um can't right. wait until Matt Damon's next movie. We'll we'll get back to that. And we're gonna watch this movie. We're gonna do a one shot on it. Uh here, how much time you got? What what kind of pressure situation are we working under right now? I don't know. Let's let's just be real. Okay. What what kind of what kind of like time constraint are you working on for our three books of the week? It's tight. It's tight. Yeah. Can we can we like blitz through some of this stuff and just highlight some of All our right. favorite so aspects? I'm
0: going to be honest. I really want to get to All Star Batman.
1: Yeah. Because that was my
0: favorite this week. Okay. But I definitely think it's important that we touch on the other books.
1: Let's so, go ahead and just give that one two thumbs. way, wait, four thumbs. Super high up in the air what's that? I'm saying like the review of all star Batman mm-hmm. pick that book up if you haven't picked it up, go back to your shop and pick up all star batman yes, it's lit we Octavius and I both enjoyed it. We both did a what moment, yeah, like an enthusiastic huh at the same so
0: Adam, okay, internet, so check this out Adam. Notoriously reads way faster than me. That's true. Like Adam is halfway. I look over. Like you ever have a test and you be taking the test and it has multiple pages. This boy's done. And you look around and the person's up at the front of the <laughs> class. You're like, this boy, always the first one finish. <laughs> I think he's smarter than everybody. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, that's I just, Adam.
1: <laughs> I just doodled all over him.
0: like, right. I don't understand half of that. I'm on the first page. Adam's like, he's like halfway through. So he gets to this page and he's like, what? And I just look up. And I go back to reading, and then I'm reading, and he's on the next book, and I'm reading, and I go, "What?" And he looked at me, and same he goes, page. "It's the exact same page."
1: Yeah. So that was a fun moment. Yeah. Um. So, All Star yeah. Batman Snyder and John Ramita Jr. is fantastic. We highly recommend it. Yeah. That that that. Yeah. That was dope. All right. So let's get to the accused number one, and we put our pool list on the internet. There, those are up, We're gonna be putting our pool list up on Instagram from now on. We're trying to get tricky. With Instagram, so follow us on Instagram at ComicBookJunto if you do not already. Yeah,
0: and my, pull, and my pull list in my brown bag was the Black Monday number one. I have All-Star Batman number one. I have The Accused number one and Black Panther number five.
1: Yeah, and I got The Accused one, Black Panther five. That's our Books of the Week. All-Star Batman, that's our uh, Book of the Week kind of nod. Uh, I picked up The Black Monday Murders from Hickman. Picked up Vision, number 10. God, I can't wait to read Vision. And Wonder Woman, number four. All right. Into the Accused. Spoiler barrier. All right. If you have not read the books of the week, we're going to get into them, analyze them. We're going to do that real quick. But we want to let you know we are getting into spoiler territory. Three, two, one. It's your fault. All right. So we open this book up. If you have not read Civil War II,
0: again, spoilers. I don't do not look if you haven't read it, you're bad. Then this is oh, wow. you know what I mean? <laughs> like
1: because like, we're the first page spoils a lot. Okay, so the accused one picks up, uh, after like midway through Civil War II's core storyline, yeah. and a major character has died. And because we are beyond the spoiler territory, um, and this is integral to this story, Bruce Banner is dead, the Hulk is dead, mm-hmm. and this is a story focusing on Matt Murdock. Uh, it, some somewhat Daredevil, but mostly just Matt Murdoch right uh, as a prosecutor on the case against Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye, the murderer um, yeah, and he's the one who killed Bruce Banner. you want to um, give me just a quick gut reaction to this book? um I thought that this was
0: it was it was it was cool. It wasn't like, yo, this is the, you know, like the Civil War books actually have been better than this. But I thought that it was an integral part. It gave me a backstory. You know what I'm saying? It it gave me a piece that made me go, oh, okay, I can link that together. You know what I mean? This helps me understand a little bit
1: more what's going on. Uh, I did not like this. I did not like it. Why? I think there's a certain subtlety in storytelling in Civil War II that I've appreciated it's emotional. The dialogue works. I like a lot of that character-driven stuff. I don't think this story contributed any new information to me. Really? Or new... It didn't give me new information or new feelings. It didn't expose new angles to me. The, uh, the somewhat hurried subplot of this, uh, this judge like secretly wants to get the new registration act passed... Which is... Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. It's like... That's a, a, a nod to the original Civil War with the, the superhero registration. Um, the, the idea that somebody wanted to get Matt Murdock in here as a tool and we we're going to control M- Matt Murdock and get him to help us uh, find Hawkeye guilty. And because we're doing that, we're going to get him to like... Somehow that's going to lead to the Superhero Registration Act 2. The second attempt at that and all of this is in shady dealings and Daredevil literally listens in on this secret conversation through a, uh, a heating vent or like a like an air duct. I just thought this was really. <sighs> What's the word? This was this was it was not very artful. It was not very subtle. It was you pretty over the top. I didn't now care. That you for Tell it. me this we can close this book.
0: Cause you basically said everything that happened in the book, like that's you, the new you're, angle you're, that we have right. here. You're it's, right. Like, it's that's, during... that's what this book brought to us. This book yeah. brought to us, Hey, actually behind the scenes, they're trying to restart the registration act. That's right. And this whole trial was an attempt to do that. And daredevil came through and he shut that down.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, the reason this doesn't do much for me is I, I can't remember the names of the people who were trying to get that passed. I can't. Like, if this was a courtroom drama, I don't know the name of the defendant, def- the defending lawyer. I just know Matt Murdock's up in there. I, I just didn't care. And I felt like Bendis offered us a version of this story that I understood, and it felt emotional, and I, I got it. we good. And this spent time somewhere where I, I, I feel as though we didn't necessarily need to spend time.
0: I did like a little bit of the court stuff.
1: <clears> okay. I, I did like a little
0: bit of the whole idea of he told me to kill him. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, Murdoch is like, so when did you decide you were going to, like? when did you decide you were going to kill him? Yeah. When did you pull out your bow? Basically the idea of premeditation. When did you get the arrow out? Yeah. When did you pull it back? When did you do this? Are you sorry? And I was like, okay, okay, okay. That's interesting. But you're right. It was kind of like, it's kind of clunky storytelling. Sure. Yeah. And now the more that I think about it, the more that I talk about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, all right.
1: Sure. Um, The conclusion here is... was something we already knew. Something we already knew. Uh, And if anything, if there there is a new angle on this, it's... uh, Hawkeye is acquitted. So there's that. And people just don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. And that's the conclusion. Like Matt Murdoch says uh, he doesn't understand. He doesn't know how to feel about it. He, he wanted to make sure he uh, Clint got a fair trial and that's that. But I still don't know how I feel about it. And asking Hawkeye, well, how, well, how do you feel about being let out? I don't honestly know. So it's just a complicated thing that I feel as though we've experienced. This didn't add anything for me. Um, I do want to say some of the courtroom stuff reminded me of a book, the She-Hulk series, which was being written by Charles Sewell. And I loved that. There was some courtroom drama in there. There was one issue where Jennifer Walters was going head to head with Matt Murdoch in a courtroom and uh, Jennifer was protecting Steve Rogers and Matt Murdoch was, prosecuting Steve Rogers. I love that. So I I would love more of that, that style, but this was not necessarily where I needed it. Shouts to Mark Guggenheim and uh, the artists, Raymond Bach and Gary Brown. Um, It looked good and it read well, just don't think it contributed much. That's me. All right. Well, on to Black Panther number five. It's lit. Now this, okay. Now this, tell me your thoughts. We have a new, new artist on this book, by the way. Uh, the artist for this, the, the, I think these next few issues is, uh, Chris Sprouse or spruce. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, this book. Dang. Like it's, it, we said this last time when we were reading black Panther four, it is dense. It is so dense. So sometimes I need to just go back and figure out what the hell is going on. We get introduced to manifold who I haven't seen in a long time, pre-Secret Wars, the character Eden Fezzi. Uh, I haven't seen him for a little while. It's nice to see Black Panthers teaming up for uh, with other people. Panther's sitting in on the council getting advice from some other world leaders. Yeah, because basically... When, it took me a little time to figure <laughs> out what was happening here.
0: Yeah, basically went down, you know, uh, they sent some suicide bombers to blow up his people and T'Challa th- right. ain't having it. Yeah. He is now like, it's, 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 it's about to go down. I I'm done with this. So he goes and talks to these... This counsel he's got. And and his he's having this inner dialogue is like these clowns. You know, in so many words, yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not with it. And, and a lot of the stuff that we're reading as we're going through this, we're hearing, you know, them try to like give him advice. You should do this, you should do that, you should handle it this way, you should handle it that way. Um, and T'Challa is kind of like talking us through who's who and how he feels about what person and what he thinks their motivations are and what he thinks that they're thinking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which was, which was interesting. Um, But I think that there was a piece when it comes to that specifically that stood out to me that was very, it was... It was a lot. Do you want to jump right to that? Do you want to get some of the stuff in the middle before that?
1: Um, are you referring to a piece from the the, the scene in the Jalia? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. So in the Jalia, So I had the, to spend a lot of time here.
0: Tell, what, 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 what did you have? What were you thinking?
1: Well, I, one of the things that I've noticed with this book in, in multiple issues of Black Panther, Tanahasi likes to use these long stories, his stories, Uh, historical accounts of Wakanda, basically elders teaching someone younger about Wakandan principles through telling the story of the history. And that makes sense. And I was about to say that makes sense because we've talked about this before. We've talked about the history of the nation. We've talked about um, what was it like? Our power is song. Mm-hmm. I think it was in maybe issue 2 or 3 like th- just the idea of using
0: storytelling as a way to pass down heritage and teach stories is and, and teach lessons is a very powerful idea.
1: Yeah. So it's this this makes it different from comics that I'm used to because I find myself in concentric stories, right? Like I, okay, I understand what the main storyline is here, but now I'm being given a new tiny story, which is going to show me some sort of lesson or principle of the bigger story. And I need to spend time in there to understand the effect on the larger one. It's, it's a lot. It's like Russian nesting dolls of, of, information and when you get a lot of information new new names new places when i read um in the eighth vicennial of alik uh al-kabulan's elder age shortly before king sakura's rising i'm like oh oh my gosh my brain yeah i gotta i'm i have to slow it down yeah yeah i can't burn through this still read faster than me though I but sure but it, it it means that i need to chew on this for longer you know um and i I like what's happening. I like the storytelling in the Jalia, uh, but it's, it is dense, man. It yeah. is really dense. Well,
0: I think the big message that we got through that whole long, you know, parable that was told, that whole strong story. Yeah. Is, About the Adawans. You know, yeah. Because, you know, like, it's ultimately like, all right, what are you saying? Like, what's like, you know, Shuri even says, listen, what's the point here? And it goes, either you're a nation or you're nothing like that's the whole point the whole point being like look you know if you don't band together if you don't connect you know what i'm saying with with your with your people you're worthless. with your community you you know it's nothing it Damn. doesn't do anything or and also that's where your power is And seeing even the visual of all those you know look what looks like the heritage and ancestor standing behind her it's like i just led to believe what kind of role is shuri going to play yeah. later on you know what i'm saying when shuri gets back what kind of what kind of knowledge bombs is she going to drop on t'challa and go i got i got something for
1: you yeah and more and more i you know feel I mean? confident that shuri will return like i i think spending time with her means she's going to bring something to T'Challa. She is going to deliver some wisdom, some advantage to T'Challa. And right now she's spending time in this effectively like afterlife where the planes between life and death, learning the history of Wakanda, being able to just kind of beef up her understanding of of her her kingdom and her role in it and i think she's going to come back and deliver that to her brother
0: yeah speaking of her brother t'challa's got a scene where he's got one of the suicide bombers and he's trying to you know disconnect the bomb from him without killing him yeah and they have this dialogue where basically t'challa is like demands that he give him information and you know the guy says look man where were you at you know where were you at when we needed you like you out here running around with the avengers You're out here doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and now you're accusing me of destroying what you could not bother to defend, you know, and that's a real, it's a real strong accusation. It's one that we've seen a lot of times, yeah. but we see a version of T'Challa that's different than we've seen in prior issues. We see a version of T'Challa that seems calculated, seems wise, seems understanding, even, you know, seems authoritative, but
1: also like, listen, I'm going to walk with you here. You know what I mean? This was my favorite part of the book yeah. because in this one, we see T'Challa saying, you think I was disconnected from my kingdom? Let me tell you what I remember about your brother. Let me tell you about how I knew your brother right. and how I will honor him. Yeah. The things that I recall that he did that mm-hmm. that were impressed upon me. Mm-hmm. We, we see T'Challa illustrating the fact that he was connected to his people, even when people thought he was gone. And as a reader, that's important because I think even as the story has gone on, we've been
0: getting the sense that the child has kind of been a selfish jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And doing things for his own personal motivations. Um, And it seems like at a time where he's things that seem to be going the craziest, he's actually stepping into the role of what a king is. Yeah, And I think it's interesting also in Marvel comics and in this universe, because we don't have a lot of examples of a king. Can you think of any? Good kings. You know, kings that Right, are not like, I am going to destroy the world and I rule with an iron fist. We see like, man, being a king is hard. Yeah, You get it right sometimes, you get it wrong sometimes. And we also see the unique dynamics of what being a king is. Yeah. It's not the same as being the president of the United States. No. It's not the same as being like the leader of the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. being a warrior king is a very like... <sighs> It seems like a unique skill that he's maturing and developing into that I really can't think of any other characters that we can go, yeah, here was a better king
1: in Marvel. No, Here's who did it better. It's difficult to find a comparison. Um, It it is difficult to find a comparison. The only time I can think of any royalties, I think of Doctor Doom. I think maybe of of Prince Namor, but clearly Namor is... (laughs) like as, as far as royalty and leadership is, is some sort of opposition to black Panther because the, the people in Atlantis, there's, there's history there. Yeah. There's a lot of bad blood between Wakanda and Atlantis. Um, but even that doesn't really hold up. So I, I really love that, that passage that the scene between the, uh, the person who is defecting and, and kind of turned themselves into a bomb and T'Challa I really, really like that. I'm curious yeah. what they're brewing together because at the end of that, um, T'Challa says, you know, now they're on the same page. Like now we understand each other. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve your, yourself? Or are you going to serve your pain or your nation? Yeah. Your pain or your nation. And then when, uh, the guy on the bed says, I, I will serve my nation. T'Challa says, then we are agreed. We shall have a pact. You and I speak of it to no man. Yeah, And I was curious about that Like, <clears throat> Does that mean he's getting a little, a little subterfuge He's going to not tell him he was caught And maybe send him back Try to spread the word mm. about like Hey T'Challa doing good stuff mm. Maybe we shouldn't be turning ourselves into bombs mm. You know I'm not sure So it seems to me though that T'Challa has to get clever now He has yeah. to get clever He's actually functioning In all of the different roles of being a king He's functioning
0: you know With savvy And wisdom on the panel, you know, uh, the the board of advisors, he's functioning as, you know, an actual man of the people. He's functioning as a warrior, Yeah, you know, actually fighting and rumbling. He's, you know, at the same time, but he's also handling like the... (laughs) the politics of all, all of the drama that's going on and yeah. you know even we see this character and this is the point that i was talking about um we see this character one of the guys who was jurek, on the advisor jurek jurek yeah
1: Um, This is the intelligence directorate of Genosha.
0: Yeah. And we see him talking to somebody and he goes, I told that king of yours to summon every one of his chiefs to the capital, summon their families to pick five chiefs at random and execute their youngest child. I told the child to promise to do that every month until the rebels are rooted out. And I read that and I said, that's Jim Crow. Yeah, and I see the so similarity. It's, fir- it's the first it, man, I, I I I don't know why I get so emotional lately, but immediately that like welled up emotion in me. Mm. And I was like, you have this white Ooh. guy trying to tell King T'Challa, the King of Wakanda, the the community the, I mean the 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 never been conquered. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tell him to like enslave his own people to, to get them in line by using similar
1: tactics as was used in Jim Crow. Now Let me ask you this. The, those words were spoken by Jurek in a seemingly private meeting between Jurek and, uh, who is this? Zenzi and Tetu. Um, and then Jurek was killed, right? Right. So what I'm curious about is the broadcast information everybody in uh in Wakanda and then in the Jabari lands um uh what is it IO and uh, Anika they see that Broadcast. Everybody yeah. sees that broadcast. Uh, yeah, uh, Changamire. So- uh, uh Everybody sees that. So what is the effect of having that broadcast to everyone? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. I was a little bit lost on what the effect is supposed to be here. Even Storm now, saw that.
0: Now, so, here, so here's the thing. Let me kind of, just from my perspective. Is
1: Black Panther being framed yeah. or set up? Yeah,
0: exactly. So you got to think about, you got to think about it like this. Um, You got to, I'm trying to look at it like this. It's like, let's say you have a lead, the leader of the Black Lives Matter community. Yeah. Right. DeRay. Sure. You know, and like you got someone who sits down and talks with somebody. Right. And that person is talking to someone else and he goes, yeah, I told DeRay to. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, you got to keep in mind, this is his advisory board. This isn't some random person. So, the people know he's a member of the advisory board. A person who is influenced. Yeah. And then all you see is that. Now, there's another part that isn't shown where he says, of course, the child refused all our advice. As we know, he would. The man is a poor excuse for a king. So basically going, T'Challa was like, I ain't doing that. Like, what are you, crazy? Sure. Like, I, like what, I'm what i going to enslave my people? Like, I'm not going to do that.
1: Right. There's no context shared for the way that T'Challa responded right. to that. Right. All, all they showed was, I told T'Challa to. Someone in you know this know guy's saying? trusted council told him, here's what you got to do. Yeah. And the people who would have no idea and the people who are upset at T'Challa anyway.
0: Already upset at T'Challa. Exactly. They're going you know to look saying? at
1: that information and it's like, oh before you do that, we're going to pop off.
0: Yeah, because because Te- Tetu and Zinzi, remember, they were trying to get, you know, the Midnight Angels, Anika and Ayu, and the rest of the door they were trying, try- he tried to partner with them and say, look, roll with me. We're about to go, you know what I mean, make some moves here. And they're like, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So now I can imagine when you turn the page and you see, you know, uh, when you see them watching the video, yeah, and you're like, you know, what is what is it, beloved? And she's like, oh my gosh! And then you know, we see Storm who's looking at it, and we see the community's looking at it. You got to think like everybody's like, I can't believe this is what happened. They just assume that T'Challa was like, all right, word, yeah. And when you see what the next issue is supposed to be, you see the door, the Midnight Angels and the Dormilaje look like they
1: squatted up, yep, and they got
0: all the weapons, and they're like, oh, it's about to go down,
1: yep. Yeah. And it's it, that that last panel of Black Panther watching that video, also, like in the full suit yeah. with the mask and everything, watching that video. He, he's just got to be thinking, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, uh, I got to work through this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, like it makes me think, you know, now in this day and age, if there were video of someone in the UN offering advice here's what i told barack obama he's got to take all of those people who oppose black lives matter he's got to round them up and he's got to kill them and that's the way that he should respond and if there is no uh context or understanding for how our president responded mm-hmm. then there're going to be a lot of people who are already biased and upset who are going to be like well our president's going to come after us so i guess we'll just start the Wait revolution. not oppose black lives matter who are no i mean like if if Given that our president is a black man, yeah. So what if someone who is totally, totally, totally in favor of Black Lives Matter, but believes that there should be a violent reproach, mm-hmm. and someone says, "Look, here's what I said to our president. I said, if you're anti-Black Lives Matter, then uh, you should soldier up and you should come after him." And like now, people have this idea of like, is somebody inc- is is somebody inciting violence? Right. I'm not, I wasn't there for the meeting, but I've heard all I need to hear. I'm gonna get ready for what's coming. Yeah, it's about it's it's about to go down. Yeah, Woo. it's about to go down. It's you know this. It feels like this whole thing maybe could be solved with just a long Facetime session. Like, hey, they got the technology, Ayo, Anika. You got a minute? Can we talk? Are you busy right now? Okay. Right. okay, you were at the grocery store. It's a bad time. All right, okay, well, hit, me, hit me back. Hey, call your king back. It's your king. <laughs> it's, your it's your king. It's <laughs> king. Scoochie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like some diplomacy is clearly gone out the window at this point. Yeah. Stakes are a little too high. Yeah. Stakes are a little too high. But I, I love the new artwork. I love the new artist. Um, I'm, I'm in, as always. Um, another excellent issue from Tanahasi Coates. Um, and people, this comic is different from superhero comics that you're picking up. It's This is different. It takes a different eye. It takes a different pace. Work. It takes a little bit of work. I read through Black Panther, and on my first run, I think, I'm not sure how I feel about this, and I need to sit in it for a little while. I need to bathe in it for a little while, and I need to talk through it with you, Octavius, for a little while before I realize, yes, this is different from what I'm used to, but that that is a good thing. That is a very, very good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, we got a little action. We got a little fisticuffs. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about next week.
0: Books of the Week for next week. Batman, number five. Ooh. Power Man and Iron Fist, number seven. Oh, finally. Honorable honorable mention, The Fallen, number one, which is kind of like the companion to... The Accused. The Accused.
1: Mm-hmm. So, The Fallen is a part of Civil War II. Um, and just to answer a really quick question, I know this is outside of talkback, but somebody asked about... Civil War II. There's so many Civil War II books. What the hell am I supposed to be reading? Where do I start? The core storyline by Brian Michael Bendis is plenty. Is called Civil War II. There are no subtitles. It's just Civil War II. I think there are only eight issues in the run. Right now, we're on issue five, I believe. Uh,
0: coming up, I think.
1: Okay. That is all you need to read. That's it. If you want to explore some of the other characters and their perspectives, pick your favorite characters Pick authors and artists that you like and explore there. But the core storyline is by by Brian Bendis. That's all you need to understand what's going down. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's it for episode thirty-three. Looks like we made it. Uh, I can't remember the rhythm after the chorus. Actually, I shouldn't have done that. It's okay, man. I shouldn't have done that. There's grace for you. (sighs) It's all good. All right. Somewhere you can find you on the internet. Hey, you can find me online. I promise I will not sing to you through Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Instagram
0: story, Mm -hmm. all that. At Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hit me up, holla at me. Thank you for listening to the show. We love you. We appreciate you. we got lots of plans. Again, remember, at NY underscore comic underscore... At, is it NY or New York? It's NY underscore comic underscore con. Let it's, them know yeah. that you want the Comic Book Junto panel at NYCC. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hashtag CBJ, the number four NYCC. Keep them coming. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Until next time, Peace. <laughs>